Trading Asia Daily Currency Call, and today is episode 300. And yep, today is the 28th of May, uh, 11 a.m. here in Singapore. So this is the currency call where you will get market economic updates, key support, resistance levels, trade ideas, and more. This currency call is going to be very beneficial to both the long-term investors and short-term traders. Here we will be going through what could move prices, possible trade ideas, and also highlighting potential targets and risks. So a disclaimer here, any information shared during this session is not intended to be a trade recommendation. <clears throat> it is solely the opinion and views of the speaker. So please remember to do your own analysis prior to entering any trades. Okay, so let's get Gim Hong here first to share today. Gim Hong, currency analyst at LCMS Traders. So I think he has something to share about the pound uh, movement yesterday. Gim Hong. All right, <clears throat> episode 300, I bring to you something blockbusting. Well, not exactly blockbusting, but okay. Anyway, um, as we all know that the Bank of England, okay, has been tight-lipped on when they will actually be tapering um, the QE, okay, quantitative easing, or actually tell us like, you know, when will they do a rate hike, okay? Um, or maybe at least talk about when they will start talking about um, a tapering of QE, okay? Well, we can all understand this because, you know, due to the high uncertainty caused by the pandemic and so on and so forth, okay? However, okay, during his speech yesterday, a Bank of England committee member, Vliha, okay, um, excuse my pronunciation, I don't really know how to pronounce this Dutch name, okay? Now, he said this in his, um, in his speech. Okay, let me show you what he said. <clears throat> okay. So, oops, looks like I'm a bit hang again this time. But can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, cool. So, um, okay, I'm just going to read out what he said because I can see it right now. I'm not sure if you guys can see what I'm seeing. Okay, so he mentioned during his speech, okay, relative to the MPC's central projection, I worry, oh, okay, it's back. Okay, relative to the MPC central projection, I worry, I worry, I worry, let me see where is it. I worry that the transition out of furlough does involve a modest rise in the unemployment rate, while the economy's supply potential is somewhat less adversely affected, so that there is still some excess supply around the turn of the year. Now, in that scenario, the first rise in bank rate is likely to become appropriate only well into next year, with some modest furthering, further tightening thereafter. Okay, so what this actually means, okay, to be honest with you, now all the while they haven't been giving any clues on, um, um, you know, when all this QE tapering will take place. But with this speech, okay, by this committee member, it actually signifies a potential change in um, the central bank's sentiment towards the economy, um, the economic recovery of United Kingdom, all right? So I think this is something that we should all pay attention to. Um, the next Bank of England meeting will be held on 24th of June, okay? I, 
I would say, um, you know, pay attention to what they have to say that they may actually drop a hint or two on, you know, when they will actually start to discuss on all this um, quantitative easing, tapering and or interest rate hike. Okay, so um, with this hawkish remark by um, the committee member, we actually see a strengthening in pound, all right? We actually see a strengthening in pound. So let me share with you my chart. Before you guys actually, you know, go buying pound, you know, just buy pound with like 10 lots, 20 lots and that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so yesterday, this, if you guys can see this arrow, this downward pointing arrow here. Now, this bullish candle here actually um, was a result of what um, the committee member just mentioned yesterday. All right. It actually went up by pound dollar, actually strengthened by around 50 pips. And it actually continued going up before, you know, going a bit stagnant and stuff like that. Now, before you guys actually go buying, you know, pound dollar and stuff like that, I would like to draw your attention to something, a key level actually. Wait, let me see where is my... Can you guys see my chart clearly? Yes, we can. Okay, I need to... Ah, okay. Now, okay, great. What you guys are looking at right now is the weekly chart of pound dollar. Now, why weekly chart, right? You might be wondering. Now, if you realize that the last time pound dollar hit this high was 2021 February, Okay, and the previous time it actually hit that high was this region over here, okay, this area over here, which is 2018. Now, it's actually been like three years. So we can actually say that the last time um, pound dollar hit this high was actually three years ago. Now, would you want to keep buying up? I would say um, we have to wait, okay? Now, this level is actually the 1.42 handle. Now, let's zoom out. Okay, I'm not sure if you guys can see this, but I'll just drag the chart. Okay, when when was it? When was the last time pound dollar actually hit that high? Let's take a look. Wow, it's actually way back in 2015. Okay, so that's yeah, that's like um some six years ago. Okay, so with this whole six years ago high kind of thing, kind of level that we are looking at right now. Um, I would just like to give you guys a word of caution right here, right now, okay? If you want to look to buy pound dollar, I would actually wait for pound dollar to break way above 1.42, all right? Way above 1.42 before looking for buying opportunities. As you can see that, you know, this is like, the last time it was happily trading around that level, above the level, I would say, is 2015, okay? So, yeah, this is just a word of caution. Um, other than that, yep, pay attention to the Bank of England's um, meeting in June 20, 24th, 24th of June, all right? And I will continue to provide you guys with um, updates on Bank of England if, you know, any more committee members um, starts talking and things like that. But for now, okay, this is a crucial period, all right? So any... Um, any committee members from any central bank around uh, the major ones, okay, the major ones being like the Fed, Bank of Canada, New Zealand, Australia, Japan, um, Switzerland even, okay, and of course, England and Europe. Um, any major, um, okay, any any speech speeches made by um, central bankers or, or um, committee members, central bank committee members during this period um, should be actually paid attention to because um, you might not know when such movement may take place. Okay, so with that, I will hand it back to Jinwei. 
Hey, Kim Hong, but before that, I think Jin is asking a question. What do you think is the likelihood for pound US to break 1.42? Okay, what is the likelihood for pound to break 1.42? Okay, I will give you two answers, all right? The short-term and the long-term answers, okay? Short-term-wise, unlikely, to be honest, unlikely. Why is that the case? Let me just show you the chart. Um, share screen, oops. Okay, so like I've shown you guys earlier, okay, this 1.42 is a darn strong resistance um, level. You can consider it as a darn strong resistance level, all right? So the yes, although the committee member, okay, yesterday he just made, he just told us that, you know, we may be looking into, into it, but realize that, let me, actually, you know what, let me show you this, what he mentioned, because I think I forgot to highlight a point here. Now, okay, so you see back to the um back to the speech that he made yesterday. So he said that I worry that the transition out of furlough does involve. Now, what is a furlough? Okay, a furlough is actually um a temporary leave of employees due to special needs. Okay, now last year there was something special, right? Um COVID-19, the pandemic hits the, the world. So it's a, a special reason for um for employees to take a temporary leave, short break, as what the UK likes to put it, um, from work, okay? Now, for he actually mentioned that this is actually the condition for um, the central bank to actually consider a rate rise in 2020, 2022, okay? So um, as to whether pound dollar will break 1.42, in the short term, highly unlikely. Why is that the case? Now, the furlough will end in September 2021. That's one thing, okay? Now, before the furlough actually ends, can the central bank actually um, know if, you know, the, the program actually exit, exits smoothly, meaning, um, you know, people will, will start going back to work, you know, and entering the, um, the workforce, and when we have a decent employment figures and, and, and things like that, answer is no, okay? Therefore, the central bank will likely have to wait for um, the furlough program to end in September before actually having a clearer idea as to whether, um, you know what, we are more or less certain that um, an interest rate hike um, will take place in 2022, okay? But however, um, it is still important to take note of the upcoming central bank event, uh, monetary policy announcement specifically, all right, because they may actually start to carry out discussion on, um, you know, on the whole, if let's say the furlough program exists smoothly and people starts to um, go back to workforce. And third, we, if we actually see good employment figures, okay, good jobs report, then we may actually start to reduce QE by the, by a certain rate, a certain number of, you know, figure and things like that. So all these are the points that we have to take note. But it doesn't mean that they will um, confirm that rate hike is in 2021. Now, as to the long-term, longer projection, okay, I would say, um, yes, I would say uh, there is a chance, there's a good chance that um, pound dollar, okay, will actually break one point above 1.42, okay? Now, 
all this, of course, there's no 100% guarantee, right? Okay, so what is the condition that may, you know, that may prove me wrong, okay? Now, as we know that the COVID, situ the COVID situation in um, UK right now is, is pretty good, okay? They have been handling um, the pandemic quite well. Number of cases has been dropping to all-time low and things like that. Now, touch wood, okay? I'm not cursing any country or anyone. All this will hold true if the pandemic is continuously making good progress, okay? With that, pound dollar may stand a chance to break above 1.42, okay? But if the unfortunate were to happen, then I would say pound dollar is likely going to stay below 1.42 for the time being and maybe into next year. And yep, so um, I would say just pay attention to the short-term um, horizon right now. You know, don't go too far because there's too many um, variables that we we can't really figure out, okay? It's too, too, too many dependence on whether, you know, pound dollar will break above 1.42, okay? I hope I answer your question. Okay, thanks. Thanks for that, Kim Hong. All right, so next I will get Scott here, Scott Andrews from Forex Briefcase Australia to share about the dollar index, Scott. All right, thanks everyone for joining us and happy episode 300 as well. And thanks, Kim Hong, for your uh, thorough analysis as well. So. I'll just share the screen now uh, with the US dollar index. And it, it's been pretty muted, to be honest. Uh, I recently posted just about how it does seem to have stabilized at around 90. So uh, in regards to you know what's been going on and, and things like that, we did have unemployment claims data out uh, last night and it was slightly better than expected. So it, it does look like at 406,000 compared to a 427,000 forecasted that it did beat that a little bit. So employment is returning slightly faster than expected. And then, you know, what that will do is, I, I guess, potentially what the market saw that as is it wasn't, uh, you know, gonna cause more inflation issues because the more people at work it, it, it's deemed that that's going to help with supply constraints and things like that. But still early days, we're going to probably see some more data coming out, which would suggest that, you know, the people in that camp when it comes to, you know, hyperinflation, inflation concerns is still going to be little concerned. So the, the market is not uh, completely risk on. So what we do have coming up uh, later tonight, guys, to pay attention to is at 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. GMT plus eight time. We've got the Michigan consumer expectations, which is not a highly impactful event, but out of three stars, it's classified as two or so. So it's something to pay attention to. And then we've got a lot of data coming out at 8.30 tonight as well. So I would, you know, how I'm paying it is playing the, the, the situation is that it continues to hover around 90 and if you're watching other pairs, it's just something to pay attention to. So we at 10 o'clock as well, there's also the, so 10 o'clock uh, GMT plus eight time, we've got inflation expectations as well. If we, uh, we've got the forecast at 4.65%. So that's something else to pay attention to. So, you know, as we get into the tonight's session where we are in the world with our time zone, we'll get a bit of an idea of what is happening, but it's just been pretty flat and, you know, something maybe would be if it holds this, you know, that's a nice low there at around 
uh, we've got, you know, maybe 89, 90, and then we'll just see what the data does and how the market reacts to it. So nothing really exciting to talk about in regards to what's been happening with the US dollar and we're just seeing it sideways, you know, potentially a little upside with the data, especially the inflation data. We might see a little, you know, bump higher when that comes out, but nothing really, you know, too noteworthy to talk about. The pound US dollar was definitely a good, you know, point raised and just be careful with that as well, guys. With buying at the top there, it's always, you know, that's where people can really get hurt a little bit. So those are my thoughts on the US dollar though. Okay, thanks for that, Scott. Um, so, yep, I'll get into the currency focus today, which is the Canadian dollar. <clears throat> so, yep, we'll uh, get Jin Dao Tai, founder of LCMS Traders, a multi-million dollar trader, trading an account with more than US $14 million on a daily basis. Yep, Jin, I'll pass it to you for the US CAD. Okay, thank you so much. So, episode 300, there we go. Um, Looking at the US CAD today, um, it's actually quite interesting, you know, the focus has been, hasn't been too much on the CAD. Um, it's been over the past couple of days, it was over yesterday, it was the pound. And before that, you know, we're looking at the Euro and all the other pairs apart from CAD. CAD actually has become a bit of the forgotten pair. Why is that? Because I will show you here on the charts, US CAD on H4 time frame over the past one, two, three weeks has been sitting below that 1.2148 resistance level. Um, and the lowest it's gone was that 1.2036. So for three weeks, it's been sitting in about a hundred pip um, range, which hasn't, you know, which isn't really much to do at this point. And this is in comparison with all the other currency pairs which are reaching multi-year highs, as Gimon was just sharing, or you know, the US dollar gaining some traction back off its low points. So the US CAD hasn't been doing too much over the last couple of weeks. And I do think that this might change, right? Why is this likely to change? Here, looking at the Forex Trading Asia, economic calendar today you can see that today we do have a lot of news we've got a lot of euro news a lot of um us news all of these we spoke about um where is it the consumer sentiment that scott was just sharing now, that might actually change the us dollar a little bit but probably not too much the us cat is likely in my view likely to remain in this range for today and possibly into next week as well. We do have the budget being announced from, from Canada, but that's probably not gonna change prices too much. What I wanna change your focus towards is next week. You can see on Monday, we have the US on holiday, Memorial, no care news as well, right? I'm scrolling through this news quite quickly. There are some care news, but not gonna move prices too much. On Tuesday, you can see a lot of news. This first week of the June month, you know, a lot of news, but nothing going to move the cat too crazily. And I keep scrolling. We've got GDP numbers coming out. Possibly going to be a little bit. Um, they're pricing in a good number, but I think it might be a bit of a negative, a bit of a bad number coming out from the Canadian side. So be careful of that. 
And then on Wednesday, as we continue scrolling through Thursday, where am I? I'm trying to get to Friday. Okay, so Friday, watch out, um, 4th of June, 4th of June, the Friday, it is the US non-farm payrolls being released and also the Canadian employment numbers being released. Uh, you can see that we might actually see some, possibly some good news coming from unemployment rates. We might see that they have quite bad, they had quite bad numbers from previous months. We might see some sort of recovery coming from the Canadian side. So possibly with all this lack of news for next week, all leading up to Friday next week, what I anticipate for the CAD, for the US CAD in this case, is that it might actually sit right across. It sit in this 100 pip range for one more week, right? It's possibly gonna sit in this range for one more week. So it will look a bit like that. All the way to Friday next week, where we could actually see um, some good news coming from CAD, which might push it down a little bit, okay? Um, if the employment numbers from the CAD does come out positive, unemployment rate from 8.1% going to 7.8%, we might actually see the US CAD push down lower. However, <clears throat> I don't think that this, any downward move will be um, sustained. I think that we might actually see some US dollar strength come around. Um, you know, a lot of US news, we got the non-farm payrolls as well at the same time. So I think we might see a lot of volatility on Friday next week. At this point, it's a snooze fest for the US CAD until Friday next week, a lot of volatility, but I'm still looking for hopefully some upward move in the US CAD of this multi-multi-year low. Bear in mind why I say be very careful when it's, if it does drop below, this range is if I go into the daily time frame, you can see that it's sitting right across. Um, if I go into weekly time frame, you can see it's in a multi-year low. If I go into a monthly time frame here, the last time we were at this point was way back in 2014, 2015. It's hit this point, um, hit the 1.1945 level and bounced straight back up. I'm possibly anticipating something like that, but probably not such a big bounce, possibly going to sit across before bouncing back up. So be very careful at this point if you do anticipate that the US CAD is going to head significantly lower. Okay, thank you, Jin, for that. Um, yep, so today is Friday too, so we will be doing the cryptocurrency analysis today. And let's get Daniel here from LCMS Traders to share a little bit about the cryptocurrencies. Okay, thanks, Jinwei. Um, looking at cryptocurrencies right now, Bitcoin and Ether. Um, last week was actually thought we are waiting all waiting game. Uh, yes, last week is we are looking at. We've been looking at how low have the the currency been moving. All right, so look at Bitcoin. I mentioned that you know if it really breaks below forty-five thousand, we will possibly go to the thirty thousand 
range it did that touch and come back and uh we're waiting for and last week we mentioned i mentioned that you know we will have to wait patiently for us to see for if there's any recovery and it must break above the forty-five thousand range it has not that done that in fact last last week uh this week actually since we last we talked uh it has tried to retest again uh the thirty thousand uh range level before bouncing back up again and right now it is hovering around 38,000. Now the question now will be, would it be able to push up? Yes. So first of all, we would like to see that it breaks above the 200 EMA uh, uh, numbers. Okay. So there's about 45, 41,000, 42,000 uh, range. Then we must break above the, to be on a, on a confirmation side, get it break above the 45,000 range. Why I'm saying that is because right now there are a lot of, um, there's some stories coming in and a lot of news like people like uh, the billionaire Carl Icahn is, is going maybe considering to do car, jump into cryptocurrency. So Bitcoin, Ether, all this will be part of his portfolio if he really does start coming in. You also hear stories uh, or rumors that the Apple is also considering for cryptocurrencies payment uh, as well. But I think all this will still Will, will still be on hold till the uh, the US and the various countries' regulations uh, come in much, much clearer because right now the US has been talking about uh, regulation on the cryptocurrencies, but people are still unclear what exactly will happen. So I think with more application coming in, they probably all this payment wise uh, will will still take a backseat and until the regulations comes in. Now about that, that again. So remember for Bitcoin, uh, wait for it to break above the forty five thousand range before you even consider for uh, to invest in the uh, Bitcoin uh, currencies. Now the other Ether will be a slightly different story. Ether is really good. Ether has been really respected at the two thousand. Uh, range similar to the Bitcoin, retested again and has bounced up above the 25,000 range coming in. So it consistently still above the 200 EMA. So for Ether, still a little bit bullish uh, movement. And there's a lot of uh, um, uh, news about applications on the Ether, con more applications, more usage of the Ether. And people are also talking about for shifting already from Bitcoin to Ether uh, moving in. So Ether could be the next uh, next big uh, currency movements to be after Bitcoin. So now right with this, we will wait. So I'm I'm looking for this this chance right now to break above this 50 EMA coming in, and if it's a continuation of a movement upwards here towards uh, 33 a uh, 3,300 range, then yes, then I will say the range of the uptrend may come in. But I still similar to Bitcoin, the regulations going to cut. Uh, the big push up will become in from the way people are waiting for the regulations coming in. So hang in there for those who have uh, invested in the crypto. Um, maybe I have a good news. I think more or less it has bottomed out already, uh, if I may dare to say so. Uh, and we are just waiting for the another big push uh, upwards, bearing any negative uh, news or regulations coming in. Okay, so that that's all I have, uh, have for the cryptocurrencies. Jinwei. Okay, thanks for that, Daniel. <clears throat> All right, so we are not done yet, guys. Don't need the uh, webinar yet. Um, yeah, so this morning when I checked my Forex Briefies account, I saw that it grew by at least 2,000 USD. And immediately I was like, hey, I, I need to get Jonathan in to share Forex Briefies with everybody here. 
So yeah, so Jonathan is here from Forex Case to share a little bit about what Forex Case is all about. John. Okay, good morning everyone and thanks to our panel of analysts for the good sharing earlier. Okay, so um, I'm Jonathan from Forex Briefcase and what exactly is Forex Briefcase about? Forex Briefcase is a managed account service trading in the FX market by our specialized team of traders Okay, to take advantage of uh, the movements and opportunities that the market presents Okay, and we actually trade um, the FX market to provide a return for our clients. Forex Briefcase is... Uh, Global is <coughs> has clients globally. Okay, uh, at the moment over eight hundred clients and across twelve countries. And let me just bring some highlights of our briefcase to you. Um, over thirty three months, okay, our track record we have grossed an ROI of ninety three point nine seven percent. What that means is bringing an average of three percent per month. Okay, as much as you think that this is a fantastic return, okay, our maximum drawdown so far, um, we have only experienced a negative 2.24% on our very, very worst month. Okay, so compared to the average of 3% ROI per month, that is still significantly lower. And out of these 33 months, okay, if you're wondering, like, um, do we win most months or lose or, or many months, um, we actually achieve a 90.9% uh, figure for being profitable, which means that out of 33 months, okay, we have only lost for three months, winning all 30 months, and in that three months, the lowest, the biggest drawdown is 2.24%. Okay, so from that, I believe you can see that um, how we do it is a very gentle and consistent uh, vehicle okay for an investment and not something that uh, is like will take you on a roller coaster ride okay that you can't sleep so bringing on to the next slide okay i think that from this chart you can see the consistency that i'm talking about bringing your attention to the table below um, you can see the breakdown of uh, the man-on-man -man roi that we have achieved so far okay so unlike all the currency charts and crypto charts that you've seen previously I'm sure you would love this, okay, uh, one direction and a gentle slope rather than going up and down, uh, not knowing where to go. Okay, so like Jim, we mentioned, uh, he woke up with a surprise. I believe most of our clients are very satisfied with what they see this morning. Um, this is a screenshot taken from one account, okay, uh, this week's ROI from the 24th, we have uh, already made 1.94%, okay, which that means uh, for this account, $200,000, uh, the return is 3870 which can be significant to many. And just this year alone, okay, um, January to April, uh, now we are ending May, okay, we'll bring the May figures to you soon. Uh, we have already made 11.79% for our clients. Okay, so um, why you see, if you, bring, if you can see the screenshot, of the MT4 on my right, um, you'll see that most trades, uh, most profitable trades were done last night. Okay, and actually back to Kim Hong's analysis, our team has taken advantage of uh, the news that was coming out from the UK. And, uh, you know, our team has been busy, you know, yesterday uh, putting in these trades for you guys. And that's how we 
at Foreign Briefcase take advantage of uh, these market movements. And you guys have been following us for 300 days already. If you are enjoying our analysis, enjoying the approach, this is also the method that our team adopts and how we view and take advantage of these movements in the market for you. Okay, so um, if you're interested in this managed account service, okay, whether you are looking for a stable and consistent investment, whether you are interested in the FX market, um, but you're still not sure of navigating it on your own, or if you have jumped on the bandwagon with the recent crypto hype, okay, and at the moment, uh, either you have already made some good money last few weeks, or you have helped your positions and are uh, thinking why the heck the market has crashed. Okay, this will be the fantastic alternative to you or it should be the main form of investment where you put the bulk of your money while you leave some spare cash to play with those more speculative products. Okay, so the links I believe uh, Jinwei has already put in the chat. Okay, uh, get in touch with us. It only takes less than an hour to set up an account. Okay, of course, depending on how much time you dedicate to it, which I believe you should. Um, the account will be held under your own name. You maintain full control of deposits and withdrawals of your accounts. And most important of all, there will be a three-way agreement signed. Okay, so this investment is all in black and white. So with that, uh, I wish you guys a good Friday. Okay, while we continue the currency call. Okay, thanks for that, Jonathan. Yeah, so now uh, earn while you sleep is not a myth anymore. I literally earned money while I slept yesterday like a baby. Thanks, Jonathan. Help me tell the Project trading team I'll buy them lunch soon. Yeah, so okay. Um, yeah, okay. So uh, we have come to the end of the session today. Um, I post pasted the links for Forex Briefcase in the chat. Make sure you guys click on it and put in an inquiry. Price briefcase team, team will reach out uh, ASAP. All right, so we have come to the end of the session today. We'll see you guys next Monday uh, for the Aussie and Kiwi. Thank you so much. Bye.